Welcome to our Sunday Truth Talk. My name is Yona Brindis. I'm a professional energy healer and energy coach. I train other energy healers and I have picked a very controversial subject for today, namely angels and demons. Welcome everybody. These Truth Talks are live for you to ask questions and to comment, to share. This is a very important part of these live streams but you can also watch the truth talks on youtube subscribe to my channel there there's uh, i think 50 truth talks right now and lots of other resources for energetically sensitives and people who are interested in the more multi-dimensional aspect of our being and our human nature yes you like the topic this is a very popular topic and let me just be very clear about what it's not supposed to be all right i'm not here to give you a biased uh, representation of what i believe angels and demons are i'm not uh, propagating any particular teachings or schools uh, i like many uh, people nowadays become an energy healer through a spiritual approach I actually came to energy healing through a scientific approach so what I will try to deliver to you here today is a roadmap rather and learning how to discern these unseen forces here so there are more and more publications movies books about angels and dark forces all right and uh, even in our linguistics, we can tell that these words such as demonic or ghoulish or um, even, you know, these uh, words that are sort of in that in-between world, energy, energetic, spiritual, spiritual awakening, all these words are becoming more and more prevalent in our daily lives. So why is that? Well, part of that is that in times where there's a lot of uncertainty, the human nature tries to find an anchor. It tries to find something that can perhaps bring in solutions or resolutions. So tarot reading, astrology, energy healing, Reiki, and so forth. Those are all ways for us to connect with answers. Now, the direction uh, where this is going trying to find answers uh, somewhere in the unseen is not a bad direction but there is a problem with this and we, I want to talk to you guys about some of the myths of angels and demons some of the pitfalls uh, some of what we can do against uh, perhaps uh, the susceptibility or, or confusions that we have and I want to give you a systematic roadmap here on how you can work on this. So this new world of perception that is opening up for us right now brings in these more multidimensional aspects of our being, of ourself, and leads us to seeking more truth. All right, these things become more visible for us. So there is statistically a greater number of people in the world that are aware, that are um, familiar with you know what would have been called I guess spiritual experiences in the old days we also have a very strong 
mindfulness movement and new age that, that brought back uh, a lot of esotericism, a lot of mysticism, and also superstition, as we will see. And so, as we are faced with uh, these realisms here of the corona situation, of um, our world economy, our values changing, we are in need of something that can help us to solve these new problems. And perhaps, and this is, uh, I can anticipate this for you where my lecture here is going a little bit, uh, learning how to recontextualize or how to reframe reality that uh, comes out of uh, sort of hearsay or say-so from others. So the main objective here of these truth talks is always for you to, to learn how to discern this for yourself. So don't take anything for granted. Always double-check, look at these inspirations that I'm trying to provide you with as impulses to follow, impulses to self-witness, to self-discover, to have your own inner experience, as I like calling it, all right, so that you can verify all this for yourself. And why am I encouraging to do this? Because we can, because you can, all right? So this is the main uh, empowerment here that I want to hand over to you through these Truth Talks and all these other publications that I do on the topic. Now, I want to use this uh, live stream situation here for you to ask questions. But I would like to begin with a question to you. Who of you is actually aware of angels or demons or something that feels like that? Energies or entities that you perhaps see with your eyes open or that you see when you meditate or that you see when you have dreams. And let me just rephrase the word um, seeing. So when I talk about seeing, I'm not necessarily just referring to a visual form of seeing. There's an inner seeing, the inner mind's eye. Many of you understand this as the third eye vision. That is not necessarily visual, so there's many different ways to perceive all this. Who of you is familiar or has a your own individualized version of this, has experienced something like angels or angelic beings or entities in your own experience? Please feel free to share. A simple yes is fine. All right, this isn't about right or wrong here. The live stream is single-sided. We have uh, a community in which we talk openly about these things, the sacred self-healing community, where we have regular workshops and training calls. So there's quite a few of you here actually aware of these entities. You can feel these energies. You lost interest. Okay, so that's fine. Don't expect this to give you any answers. All I will help you to do is to discern what these uh, demo demonic and uh, angelic forces really are. So let's move into the topic. 
there's a lot of people who say that there's a spiritual warfare going on, that there's the light and the dark forces fighting, battling over something. All right, so the something I want to leave this open for now because it's part of the awareness making for us to find out what it actually is that this battle is about. Where does this battle take place? Well, whether it's a religious version or an esoteric version, most uh, who talk about spiritual warfare uh, seem to agree that this battle is taking place here on this planet, here amongst, with us humans. However, um, even, um, you know, so the scripture and so forth refers to the etheric realms, which seem to have been there before the human with its own consciousness and soul self-awareness was even created. So let's assume that there is a realm which we call the etheric realm in which this battle takes place. Now there are some instruments that we assign to dark forces. Um, these instruments, uh, we'll analyze them uh, here in a little bit and, and how far they were actually affecting us right now. And then there are instruments or powers that these angelical forces bring in. So if we just go with this thesis here, that there's, a, there's, there's spiritual warfare going on here in our human lives uh, on this uh, 3D level as well as the multi-dimensional level, then let's first investigate a little bit how this can even sort of play out, okay? So we first need to answer the question, what is this all about? Yeah, what, what is the battle about? And then what happens if either side, if we want to go with this uh, sort of dualistic view, wins? So I would like to hear your input here real quick. What do you guys think it is about? What is this spiritual warfare? I mean, guys, we're, we're, we're hearing about this uh, everywhere. You see movies, you see TV series, they're all bringing in the supernatural and superheroes and angels and demons and witchers and vampires and all this. So what is this ultimately about? What is this fight about? If we want to form our own aware and educated opinion about whether or not there is a, something like a battle of the light and the dark going on, if angels and demons actually exist, we need to first understand what this is all about. You feel it's about our energy, okay? Yes, fighting creates separation, that's correct. Light and absence of light. Love and absence of love. Yeah, those are very different answers. They all come from very different perspectives. The most neutral way of looking at it is that it's about energy, our, our energy. So there's a lot of views out there that this is about harvesting our energy. But harvesting energy, we do this too, right? We do farming, not, not just the agriculture cultural farming, but we harvest the energy of the planet as well. 
Is it just that? I mean, wouldn't there be easier ways to harvest energy? Or is there something special about our human energy? Allow this thought process to become really aware for you. So yes, energy is needed. I agree with you, Jody. Energy is needed to, for, for healing. All right? And also for creation, obviously. So uh, if we just take on sort of a very sort of physical, materialistic view here, energy is basically needed for everything. But we also already know, um, even from science, that everything is energy, that everything can transform, that everything can heal, that we can manifest our own reality. Those are things we are already aware of. But are we really aware of the mechanics of that and why there is so much talk about angels and demons and this spiritual warfare that is out there. Yes, Justin, uh, domination control. I agree with you, but dominating what? Controlling what? There is, of course, a micro view of that and that is, uh, you know, that we can all experience in our own lives. Uh, domination, being dominated by outer rules, being controlled by government or regulation or our partners or the need for money. Our energy is sacred. Okay. Dark cannot feel love. Okay, now we're starting to get somewhere. So there must be a certain quality to our energy. A certain quality that is aspired by, you know, let's just stick with the word dark forces for now. Because they don't have it. Okay, so domination, control, farming, harvesting would all be about getting something from us that they don't have. Is that basically where this is going? Guys, follow me here. This is a very important conscious exercise. Choose. All right, Cheryl. Yes, there are light. Okay, there are some things. You, you are talking about components of this. But what is it really about, guys? Choose is in nature everywhere. Light is freely available. We don't need to... You know, why would dark forces go at length to, you know, go through this like really complex spiritual warfare to get to light? Light's out there, it's free. The source of all encompass of all encompassing energy, of all encompassing energy. So there's something about source, okay. Now that makes sense to me, Justin, because it's not just about having some light or some love or some truth. No. It's about the source of it all. And control over this. Yes, life. Life as creation. Think this thought all the way to the end, guys. You guys are actually saying that we as humans have something that dark forces don't have. Otherwise, we wouldn't be part of this battle. So what is it then that we have? that nature doesn't have, or maybe nature does. Yes. So let me help you out here a little bit. 
Because for the systematic thinking and, you know, getting to insights, it's really important that you ask those kind of questions, the questions that lead you to the origin of the thought process. I disagree with, uh, you know, the need for light or energy because all that is out there abundantly in the cosmos. Yes, Denise, free will is a little more the direction in which this goes. Yes, Jackie, that's it. God force, the source of all existence. Yes, everything, that's correct. And the source, the God force or divine, let's just agree to say divine, then must be in us, isn't that? I mean, it is in nature, we know this. Celestial light, yes, is, is out there in the cosmos. So Heather, you are very close here. There's something in us humans that has to, that must have to do with the spiritual warfare. Because we have something we call consciousness that has to do with divine, divine energy, the source of all existence, and at the same time, something that allows us to wield this. And how can we execute that? Due to the power of our consciousness. So this is really, really important, guys. All this esoteric talk, and most of that is really superstitious and quite unsophisticated, sort of medieval talk, and, and all the movies and the TV series, don't get me wrong, I like them too, but they're all based on some medieval superstitious way of looking at angels and demons. So needless to say that this development that we are experiencing here right now, this this development in consciousness that is happening in us, that this is somehow also related to this spiritual warfare. And esotericism and religion might not be good advisors because they are biased or they have a source that is not verifiable, that is not duplicatable. And don't get me wrong here, I'm not trying to disprove the existence of angels or divine forces, they are indeed there. And I know this for sure. And what is the source of my, you know, certainty is my own experience, guys. Through the power of my consciousness have I verified the existence of angels and demons. So, this truth talk is not about how this is portrayed anywhere. This is coming through what I have personally verified for myself and what I am teaching hundreds and thousands of people to duplicate for themselves, to verify for themselves. Yes, and there are some aspects to this energetic patterning, the mechanics of energies, that's absolutely correct, Jody, that play into this, into this awareness-making process, into the inside. Yes, and as sort of we, we are 
keepers of the source of light. Are we really though, guys? Are we really? We are not. And this is very important to understand here if you want to understand what comes next, namely how to discern light and dark forces, angels and demons. We are not the same as the source of all that exists. Our existence is proof of that because we have not willed ourselves into existence. At least not to our recollection. We have something maybe like karma or we have something on a soul level that gives us the impulse of wanting to incarnate into this 3D reality here. Okay, and we can talk about that as well. That comes with soul self-awareness and requires a lot of work to get there. So let's go into, you know, what sort of the impatient um, persons here would like to hear. Like, namely, what is it actually that makes a demon a demon and an angel an angel if we just go away a little bit from this medieval superstitious view. The instruments of dark forces okay, are restriction, defamation, untruth, lies, misinformation, alternate, alternative reality, propaganda, manipulation, lying, illusion, seduction, fear, you know, driving us into our fear of survival, mental illness, and spiritual laziness. Those are the instruments of the dark. What are the instruments of the light? You guys mentioned this here before. Connecting with truth, connecting with love, connecting with the world, nature, seeing our energy as sacred. Those are all things that we'll look into deeper here. But why is this battle, this, this spiritual warfare, this battle of light and dark, why is this taking place over us? And is it perhaps taking place inside of us? Yes, so Justin, Jody, you guys are onto something here. But let's first determine where this battle really takes place. What do you guys think? Does it take place outside of us? Is it something that is happening in the heavens somewhere? Or is it something that is happening inside of us? Or is it like, as above, so below? If you see yourself as a multidimensional being, you cannot be sure of that because you are restricted in your own mental perception, in your own you know, sensational perception to the 3D realm. But is it perhaps possible that due to this consciousness that we discovered earlier, that we might actually be able to answer that question if we do something with this consciousness, if we connect with this divine Wi-Fi, as I often call it, and grow or raise our vibration beyond this 3D, you know, sort of bag of flesh here, 
then we will see that there is something. Yes, Cheryl, I agree with you. This is an internal battle that is going on. So whenever you hear the word spiritual warfare, you have to discern that. It's taking place within ourselves and outside of ourselves. So it's a microcosmic and microcosmic battle. And what is this battle about? It looks different in different dimensions, just so you guys know. So it's not necessarily the same here in 3D that it is in the etheric. Yes, exactly, Justin. Yeah, so what is actually happening inside of us is this battle about our consciousness and why what is so special about our consciousness because it connects us to the divine consciousness it's basically a replicate a fractal of it we carry the god spark in us and due to its power we can create context we can manifest we can create more all right more light more truth, more love. Yes. We are generators in that way. I love that. Mm -hmm. So how come that we don't always feel that we have that power? And how, how come that we're so afraid of demons who allegedly are after that? Well, it's very simple now that you understand what it's all about to see that things such as allowing others to think for you or giving your power away, be it to money or partners or belief systems, all right, agendas, not feeling for ourselves, our unawareness, you know, that can turn into silent complicity, into passivity, because we want to stay in our comfort zone, right? Or not wanting to do the work, not wanting to rock the boat, not wanting to confront anything or preferring to stay in our la la land in our fantasy or in our magical thinking those are all things that give sort of a fertile ground for say the, the forces of dark to manipulate us to restrict us to control us to dominate us yes so it is very important to understand here that when it comes to really in investigating angels and demons and what this is all about and how we are part of this, that without the awareness and without doing a little bit of consciousness work, it's very difficult for us to even fathom what is going on out there. So... We need to overcome a few fears, a few myths as well. And I wanted to illuminate this uh, subject here from the mystical point of view a little more. Uh, throughout uh, history of mankind, um, you know, all sort of historical as well, as well as mythological scripture talks about the dragons. Okay, demons and dragons, dragons and demons seem to be related somehow. And uh, these can often be seen in the dream world, in the etheric world. Uh, part of that is, is part of our sort of collective consciousness. Our collective consciousness is not the same as our individualized 
consciousness. And in there we can see these archetypes such as dragons. There are two different types of demonic forces here that we are observing or that we can observe and that have an effect on us. One is the satanic. Most of you are familiar with this old Persian word. It's the aspect in us or, you know, outside of us that tries to reduce us, that tries to degrade us in a reptilian way, so to speak. That's why a lot of people talk about reptilians when they talk about demonic forces. It tempts us, it seduces us, it plays on our lower drive. It plays us into our schisms, manipulates us in a way that we are confused. It lies to us, it, it brings untruths to us, it deceives us, manipulates us, yes, dominates and controls us that way. It also infringes and manipulates us. And the other dragon, and this is something that most of, you know, whatever you hear out here on the internet or wherever you read, this is not that differentiated, is the Luciferian. The Luciferian is not the same as the Satanic. You can both call them devilish, if you will, or demonic. That would probably be the best way. That's why I talk about demons. So the demons are the hosts of the Satanic and the Luciferian. Okay, that's the woo-woo, that's the mentalized spiritualism or the religious fundamentalism, the fanaticism, righteousness, judgmentalism, but also the fantastical thinking that comes out of our desperation, our passivity, that we don't really know what to do and that we basically just give up all our powers to some kind of outside external higher power or that we believe in some kind of magical rescue team, aliens or superheroes or witchers or whatever, uh, to come and, and save us. All right, so all these are the externalized versions of it. So the satanic is more the selfish, narcissistic, selfish, uh, uh, um, sort of materialized, reduced version of our 3D selves, and the Luciferian is sort of the, the disconnected, externalized, um, where we basically deny our own body and our own emotions, our own humanness. So you see there's a dualism in this. So when it comes to this battle that takes place here between the light and the dark forces, between angels and demons, and if we can agree that this battle takes place inside of us as well. And then we can conclude that it definitely takes place in our inner dualisms, in what we often so describe as the burden of the human nature. And this is what brings in, you know, a lot of these uh, really hopeless and powerless kind of views that people, especially right now in times of uncertainty, tend to uh, believe in, okay, because they're not aware of what their power is. They're not aware, really, what this battle is about. So let's 
talking about how we can confront these dragons inside of us, how we can overcome our inner dualism, the dualism of our physical limitation, our mentalism, and our spiritual cowardliness or indecision or laziness. Let's talk about this a little bit. What do you think, now that we've answered what the battle is about, are your powers? Some of you had already very good input here, light, love, resonance. Yes, Justin, I see what you're talking about, self-actualization, to become more and more aware of, the, of yourself and bringing this into or embodying this. Yes, and Jody, you're absolutely right. The separation of self is what plays into the demonic forces. Yes, because the more separated we are, be it through the satanic or the luciferian, doesn't matter, both separate us from ourselves, the more susceptible we become for these demonic or uh, dark forces. Yeah, so what is our power now, guys? What is it that there's even a battle? I mean, if we were just like this sort of fodder, right? Dumb and unaware, there wouldn't be a battle, right? We would just be harvested. And some people think we are. The sermon of truth. Yes, Cheryl. That is a part of our power. We have the ability due to the power of consciousness, to discern truth. We have this sort of truth in our hands. Yes, Amanda, the power of choice. Now, this is now going really deep into what angels and demons are really after. Or, you know, not that angel or angels are after that, but what they're after to helping us to preserve, namely our free will. So the source of all existence, guys, and this is a sort of, a, you know, the, the, you'll see this in many other teachings as well, doesn't determine, okay, what we do with this, all right? We are indeed beings that are bestowed with consciousness, that have the power to discern truths, that have the power to create context, to create insight, and with that, the power to manifest, to co-create reality. And we have a free will. And this is what you need to understand. When it comes to this battle between angels and demons, it is about the free will. What are domination and control? Those are forces who try to bend the free will. Yes. So, the main thing to understand here, when it comes to angels and demons and what this battle is about and how we can strengthen ourselves and how we can stand up to it and break it, is number one, rule number one. We can't break the power of dark forces if we ignore or deny it. Yes. So how can we learn more about this? I mean, we, I talked about verifying all this. I talked about getting there yourself. Okay, so how can we get a greater 
awareness, right? We're not just bodies with a soul, we're souls with a body, right? So how can we verify this for ourselves? How can we, you know, grow into our etheric self? This is where our energetic perceptivity comes in, Then, because through consciousness, we don't just get the ability to discern truth, you know, like as in like, oh, you know, the ability to say, oh yeah, this feels true to me or this doesn't. We also gain the power of discerning our own perceptions, of discerning our own ego illusions. So in the past, okay, let's say sort of in this uh, medieval understanding and even back to like uh, biblical times, you know, not that they are proven to be historic times, but let's say 2,000, 3,000 years ago. The only way people could actually zone into this etheric realm was through angels, was through prophets, through heartbringers, through messengers. Okay? That is the old way of how the spiritual world communicated with us because our consciousness wasn't developed far enough to create these insights from within ourselves. We needed in-betweeners. We needed middlemen. Now then, sort of in the medieval times, there was something that developed through people discovering something like clairvoyance. They had access to spirit worlds. And by the way, the impulse to seek or to explore the spirit worlds is as old as humans exist. At this very moment, there is evidence that through, you know, cave paintings and so forth, that humans have connected with the spiritual realm since over 40,000 years ago. So this impulse to wanting to connect with the spirit world has always been there. But there's a clear evolvement of that. And the, in the medieval times, people were more clairvoyant. Their, their spiritual, or their, their, their 3D everyday life was... You know, so that they still had this this kind of uh, connection with something that communicated to them as, a, you know, a sort of divine consciousness, but through middlemen. Okay, the problem with clairvoyance is, is that it, the source of that information that we receive through clairvoyance is not duplicatable, guys. It's not discernible. So at the time, the human consciousness wasn't developed enough, didn't, hadn't grown into this discernment of truth enough yet to actually know the difference. That's why you had all these witch hunts and so forth. Okay, so you, you, you could never be sure that where this info is coming from. And this is a problem to this day. This is the problem with channel links and people who use alleged spirit guides, and I'm saying alleged, not because I'm doubting it, but because it's hard to prove that, all right, to propagate certain spiritual truths, okay? And these spiritual truths, if they come through a middleman, guys, cannot really be taken for that unless we can verify this info ourselves. And with clairvoyance, that is not possible, guys. So clairvoyant people are energetically sensitive, who have very strong inner vision, but also not necessarily 
the the roadmap or the discernibility yet. Okay, so I, I just really want to, you know, help you to become a bit more critical of what is out there. Now then, of course, on the other side, we have esotericism and the spiritual education, all right, where we study Buddhism, we study um, Vedic teachings, we study, study all kinds of teachings, including astronomy, astrology, um, religions, world religions, and so forth. But they're void of feeling, they're void of the engagement with it, they're passive. And so the development that we are entering here, the development of consciousness, this new consciousness level that we are awakening to right now, that makes us very powerful, much more powerful than in the past, guys, is the combination of energy work and consciousness work, where we begin to educate and experience, to observe and witness at the same time with the roadmap of knowing what's true and what isn't, what is ours and what isn't. So again here, we can't break the powers of dark forces if we ignore or deny it. Now then comes the other group and that says, okay, okay, so what if I just align myself to angels? Allegedly, again I'm saying allegedly only because it isn't proven yet. Angels are the ones that fight against the demons. All right, that's how we in our collective archetypal thinking see this. All right, and they are basically the good guys. So in our simplified version of seeing everything, demons are the bad guys, angels are the good guys. But remember, this spiritual warfare, this battle between the light and the dark forces takes place in us. It takes place in our dualism. Now, if we only see the world as good and bad, if we only see this as this binary version of itself, can we then be sure that this is really how this plays out? Let me just real quick clean up with uh, some myths here around angels and demons. Number one myth, Satan, or demons for that matter, the host of Satan or Lucifer, are not equal to the divine. They are neither infinite nor omnipresent. Very important, guys. Understand this. This is your first sort of education about dark forces. Angels aren't omnipotent. They function as hosts of or for the divine. So the angelic power is subject to God's or the divine power and purpose. Those are very important premises here that we have to clarify before we even talk about angels and demons. So both, this is myth number three, demons and angels aren't omnipresent. This is very important to understand. Myth number four, guardian angels, well, they are not necessarily the same as these angelic uh, prophets or messengers, these hosts of the divine. They can be, but for the most part, angel, uh, guardian angels are supporting energies 
around a person. They are very much sort of only present for this person. And you can ask questions here, guys. Please ask questions. Myth number five that we need to clarify here as premise to, to have this discussion about demons and angels is spiritual warfare, etheric battle is not just going on outside of us. That is going inside of us. We've answered this here together. So let's look at how we can break the power of dark forces. We already know how not to break it. Namely by ignoring or denying it. In other words, by staying in this really simplified good guys, bad guys way of seeing things and more or less sort of following some kind of medieval, uh, mystical, superstitious depictions of it. Yes. And you guys already know some of the ways that can help to break these dark forces. So the first thing that we've learned here was Besides what it's all about, namely our consciousness, but with our consciousness also the, the, the power to co-create and our free will. This is the most important thing that you will ever learn that I'm sharing with you here now about how to break dark forces in you. It is the most simplest and probably easiest way to work with dark forces within yourself, whatever you see as dark forces. Number one rule, you have to be home. You have to claim your own space. You have to stand within your own sacred self. You have to know what your space is. You have to know who you are. And you have to be home. You can't just float above your kingdom your inner kingdom, or, you know, deny its existence. Deny your physical, emotional, mental existence. You have to be present with yourself. Yes, and some of you call it stillness to go within. That's correct. But why is this? Because only when you are in your own center, the center of your center, your zero point, can you claim your space. And why is this so important? Because without being present, guys, you are not able to execute your free will. You are not home. Okay? So if you leave your house and doors and windows wide open, and you wonder why there's other entities, energies, people come into your house and take over, well, you know, you missed your chance to claim that space. To execute cute your free will you need to be aware of what it is that you're choosing that is the power of your consciousness okay so without being aware of your consciousness you cannot execute it that's why misinformation the confrontation with untruth is such a strong dark force because it distracts us from what from seeking truth from trusting in our inner impulse that inner impulse to connect with the spiritual, with our etheric. It also distracts us from our free thought, the power of our free thought, our insight, our ability to make context. That's the power of co-creation, guys. 
And if we are not aware of what we are aligned to and what we are following and what we are focusing on and, and what we are sort of basically bringing into this world, well, then we're easy fodder. We're easy for dark forces. Free fodder. Self-serve. Little fireflies, you know, just sort of bursting their energy, their sacred light out by executing what? Their most tempting and seductive egotistical needs and drives. Laziness, pride, specialness. Polarization. What is going on in the world right now? There's polarization and separation and people hacking against another. And if you're not on my side, you've got to be, you know, if you're not on my team, you've got to be on the other team. Is free fodder, is self-serve for dark forces, guys. There is an attack of dark forces, of demons, visible and feelable for people right now because... We are seduced into this untruth, into this desperation and hopelessness, into longing for the superhero, the aliens, or the golden age, or due to our ego and our lower drives. Guys, addictions and pornography, and don't get me wrong, this is not a moral assessment here. They are bursting your sacred light out. They're telegraphing your sacred light that is free for any dark force out there to harvest because you are completely unaware of what you're doing. And on top of all this, you externalize your energy to some say-so or hearsay, second-hand spirituality. You have a complete lack of self-experience, laziness, and cowardliness. Not actually going and doing it yourself, not having the courage to discover the, the power that you have on your own. And not executing your freedom. That takes work, guys. Yes, that's why we feel the presence of darkness around us right now. So we're running out of time here, which means we're probably going to have to do a second part to this. But I want to give you something that you will remember. I gave you the number one rule of breaking dark forces, and that is you can't ignore or deny it. The number two rule is you need to know its name. You need to call it out. Remember Rumpelstiltskin? The fairy tale, that requires you to educate yourself a little bit, to verify these things. The weapons to break the power of demons are knowing what you're dealing with, recognizing untruths, recognizing deception, manipulation, and domination. And guys, there is a lot of misinformation out there, and everything that is being trying to be sold as social justice and social goodness and saving the planet and saving humanity from this terrible virus. Those are concepts of the dark. Those are demonic concepts. 
to sell themselves as good. And without knowing truth, you cannot see the difference. Of course it's all about oneness and emancipation and freedom and truth and love. And social justice is part of that. It's no doubt. Emancipation is part of that. Unity is part of that. But there are different ways this can be portrayed, okay? And if it's portrayed in a dualistic way, you're either my team or not team, you're either a good guy or a bad guy, then that cannot be based on truth. Truth always gives you at least three options, guys. There's at least the middle, at least your free will to have your own thoughts, to think for yourself, and to come to places and to your own conclusions by yourself. Yes. So the power of truth is a wonderful weapon, but without discernment it's useless, because you won't be able to recognize untruths. And this is why I call these times right now as one of the biggest chances for consciousness evolution and becoming aware of these light forces in us through the confrontation with untruths. In the history of mankind, spiritual growth has always happened through the, the confrontation with untruths, guys. Yes, Amanda, people claiming messages from other star systems or whatever they're rampant. This is a spiritual fanaticism, okay? It shows you the desperation, okay? Instead of going inward, you know, to go outward. And if you can't, you know, do the outward here on the 3D, then you go even farther outward. But none of that is verifiable. None of that is duplicatable, guys. So let me just give you a systematic roadmap here and close for today and then talk more about angels and the function of angels and the different hierarchies of angels in part two of angels and demons and please share this with friends and family you know you don't have to convince them of anything this is this is food for thought guys and thought free thinking and free feeling lead to insight and insight leads to higher levels of consciousness and higher levels of consciousness lead to higher levels of truth and love and light in our life more abundance, more healing, more beauty, more happiness, fulfillment, and purpose. So let's look at this roadmap here that I promised, a systematic way that we also call self-mastery, to develop a weapon, okay, against your inner dragon, to beat, to break dark forces in you. There's ten major things that we have to learn. Ten major temptations, if you will, namely fear, materialism, externalizing our power, passivity, our inner coldness, our numbness, our lack of feeling, lack of purpose, our inner dualism, the schism that we talked about, our loneliness, and our spiritual confusion. Those are the ten, basically, seductions here besides, you know, the mesmerization or the fascination 
and our curiosity that gets people to like darkness. But for the most part, it's, it's a lack of awareness and a lack of naivete. But also this increasing polarization, this increasing dualism in us right now, where it's either all good or bad. Our egos like simplicity, okay? And these two dragons, they play on our ego. So if you will, you can look at your ego as part of your inner dragon. But the presence of our ego is also something that we need, so you can't demonize it either. It's not that simple. Okay? Another reason why we feel this attraction to, you know, this misinformation, the spiritual confusion and all this fanaticism or, you know... Uh, really out of this world cultish spiritualism is the desperation and the hopelessness because people are not feeling purpose they're not feeling they can't make sense because they're not aware of their consciousness they externalize their power too much they don't know how to self-experience in fact we don't even take the time anymore guys to just observe and contemplate and also of course, the lack of attention, the impatience, the laziness that we've developed through our daily life, all right, through our ADHD version of reality, okay, because learning how to discern truth, learning how to grow into the freedom, the, the free will and the freedom of co-creation and the freedom to think for ourselves and create context for ourselves. That requires work, okay? So let me assure you guys that these 10 weapons of self-mastery that we're going to talk about in more detail here in Angels and Demons Part 2 next week, okay? That these are all coming from your power. That you can discover through your inner experience but you have to do this and you know just praying or being sort of this helpless victimized you know being that sort of whines and wants others to resolve things uh, you know no disrespect prayer is a very effective if it's done in an active way if it's done in a conscious way your prayers, your affirmations, your invocations, they need to be active. I only work with invocations. I don't work with prayers or affirmations because one pulls you into your mind and the other one pulls you into your externalized experiencing. I work with invocations and that is sort of the reclamation, the self-reclamation and proclamation of myself in this. I am. That is my strongest power, guys. The moment I declare myself and know where my home is and stay in my home and fully inhabit my home and call it sacred and sanctify it, no demons can access that. That has to do with the, the restriction of demons here in this 3D world that we're going to learn about more in the next part here angels and demons before I let you go guys I would love to hear from you real quick what your takeaway is from this
Yes, Justin, that's very, very beautiful. We are the creator experiencing and seeing living ourselves or itself, life itself, through our own eyes. That's truth. What is your takeaway, guys? What have you learned here today? In this one hour observing, inner experiencing and verifying for yourself. Please share with us what it is that you take from this kind of information. And sorry if this is not confirming your bias or if it's not going fast enough or if it's not juicy enough. I have a whole entire infrastructure of helping people to understand this more, of teaching people about all these kind of energies and entities, removing them from people, but most and foremost, teaching them how to self-heal. Yes, more awareness, more self-responsibility. None but ourselves can free our minds and thus our soul. Yes. If you feed the demons with love, they will dissolve. Syria, I disagree with that. This is a not very discerned way of saying this. And you may mean it differently, but we have to be very anal about the words. You cannot feed demons with love. We are only susceptible by our own fragmentation. So we need to keep our side of the fence or our side of the street clean, yes, and stay in our center, yes. Yes. Our powers, guys, are truth, freedom, and love. But by unknowingly of just projecting it out and not even knowing where we're projecting it towards and not being aware of the energetic dynamics behind that our naivete does not protect us okay so that's why we need to be careful what we project our light our love towards too okay we need to learn to discern this all right so more about this more about angels and demons the dark forces and the light forces how to work with the light forces and angels, angelic beings, guardian angels, next Sunday here in the second part. Thank you so much, everybody. See you soon. <laughs>